0: You're listening to the Coffee and Clergy Podcast. I'm Pastor Scott, and we're glad that you're joining us today. You can watch us live on YouTube or Facebook on Wednesday mornings, or you can check us out in audio format wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Good morning and welcome to Coffee and Clergy. I'm Pastor Scott Pitch. Glad to have you back with us once again. This is a continuation in our series of Coffee and Clergy called Mission Spotlight, where we have a conversation with a representative from from, uh, one of the organizations that we support here at King of Kings. Uh, So this is, I think, week four or five. I'm trying to remember. I think it's... uh, Four, yeah, and so we have uh, today with us a representative from Circle of Concerns. Cindy Miller is here, executive director, I believe, is your position, yes. right? So we're glad to have you here with us today and uh, to have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Um, for for those of you who are here for the very first time, let me just plug this. This is uh, we we put out uh, our our videos live uh, Wednesday at ten thirty a.m. So we're glad you're if you're here with us live today. We We're glad to have you. But if you are joining us later, that's where you can find us. Uh, for the video, and we also post it in podcast format wherever you find your podcast on Thursdays, so you can find them in that format too if you would like. Well, let's uh, let's hop on into our conversation sure. today. Glad to have you come out with us. And Thanks join so much us. for having me. Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to uh, hear hear from uh, someone who's really ingrained in Circle of Concern. I think most of the people at King of Kings are familiar in general with Circle of Concern, with what kind of work it is, and that you do with the community. But it'll be really great to hear from you what you see that we don't see so first of all let's get to know Cindy a little bit tell me a little bit about yourself
1: okay Um, I'm married my husband Philip and I live in Fenton and we have two daughters Um, my oldest is 24 Rachel she's a personal trainer Mm -hmm. and my youngest is a student at Mizzou um yeah, I've been in nonprofit for over twenty years. Okay, and um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. Not uh, not for profit is not. Uh- probably a thing that most people are, are very familiar familiar with, but but uh, a lot of organizations that related to the church or service or uh, the community are not-for-profit, meaning that they they still have a budget, they still Absolutely. need money to, to operate, but they don't uh, have the same requirements as a normal company in terms of taxes, in terms of income, and those kinds of things. So right. um, it's important that we kind of start from that position and say that Circle of Concern is a not-for-profit organization. Yes. What's kind of your main purpose for existence is circle of concern.
1: Well, we feed the hungry and provide assistance to low-income families living in West St. Louis County. That's our mission statement. Okay. Um our tagline is feeding families is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we start with food. Um we start with immediate needs,
0: which is so important, but we also help people to move forward. Okay. Good. So you have uh you have uh a staff that works there full-time but you're primarily dependent on volunteers yes we have a very
1: small paid staff five uh, staff members including myself and uh, right now uh, with our building closed we uh, we're we're serving curbside Mm. and so kind of a streamlined uh, process so we have we're working with about 75 volunteers right now (laughs) We plan to reopen the building in October, okay. and our numbers will probably go to a couple hundred um,
0: active volunteers. Okay. Yes. And where is the where is your facility located? Just for
1: we are in Valley Park at 112 St. Louis Avenue. Okay. We serve all of the West St. Louis County area, though um, specifically the footprint of the Parkway, Rockwood, and Valley Park school districts. And uh, the Fenton area, the six three
0: zero two six uh, zip code. So that's very much the it involves the community we're here in 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 Chesterfield and kind of the, um, the uh the West County area to some degree too as well. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing we at King of Kings always try and and be aware of is that uh, we are a congregation who, um, we're we're, uh certainly here to worship God we're certainly here to um, to receive God's gifts but we're also we also acknowledge that that's not the end of that story that we want to carry um, God's blessings in our life and extend those to the to the many who are in need in our community so I think circle yeah. of concern fits that for us very well um, one of the things that 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 I notice as a pastor that I'm sure many people don't notice is um, is we have people that call the church with with a need and they say, you know, I, I can't pay my rent this month or I can't afford a utility or I can't afford groceries or I need some help, can you help me? They call the church because they know that the church is a place where they... Will will hear from someone who cares. Yes, but the church is not always extremely well equipped to meet every need. It's such a diversity of needs in our community right. that that it would put a, a very hard burden on the church uh, to be the the organization that that met those needs. So I found the thing that. that I I found here at King of Kings and I think that many pastors find in their churches is it's almost better to rely on the experts. You guys are there to meet that need. That's your sole and specific purpose. There's other purposes that extend from that primary purpose, but um, that gives the church a wonderful opportunity to partner with an organization like Circle of Concern to really Uh, meet the needs of our community so thank you for being that for us
1: well thanks for being one of our partners we 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 couldn't do this without a caring and generous community so Mm -hmm. so thank you for being a part of that certainly
0: so uh let's uh let's talk a little bit more about the um the history of circle of concern where'd you guys come from who were some of the the uh people at the forefront of getting the organization started, that kind of thing. So, Yes.
1: Yeah, so in 1967, a group of uh, churches got together and decided to pool their resources to better serve uh, the community. At that time, it was a very rural mm-hmm. area and there were families in need, as there still are today. Um, they, um, they sat in a circle. Uh, to show that no one uh, person was more important than the other, that everybody had an equal voice. And so that's where our name came from. Okay. Uh, they met in um, in borrowed spaces in churches uh, for many years mm-hmm. and then eventually uh, rented a facility, a sm- very small building in Valley Park. And then in 2007, a capital campaign was launched with the executive director at the time and the board president and a small committee and um which you may remember was right at the height of the the um the recession recession thank you um and so the fact that they were able to do that is still just is so miraculous to me, but they raised the dollars to build the building that we have today, and that building mm-hmm. opened in two thousand
0: nine yeah wow yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I graduated from university in uh, 2009 and then got a master's degree and graduated in 2010. So I know, I remember those times vividly because I couldn't find a job. Yeah. And I know I had it with a college degree, not being able to find a job is tough. But there's many people who were were very real, impacted in a very real way during that time. So the fact that Circle of Concern could get those things organized during that time is is a testament to the, the quality and caliber of people. The
1: timing of it was good, too, because our numbers increased. Yeah. Um, um, there was a ripple effect for years after. Okay. Uh, and um, so they had the capacity to serve more people. So the timing of it was was good. good.
0: So. Well, all right. So um, when did you start at Circle of Concern?
1: I've been there six years. Six years? Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, d- did you uh, come in from outside the organization into your position as executive director or did you
1: yes as i said i've been in nonprofit for almost 20 years and um at the time i was working for a women's shelter okay. in the old north neighborhood and um i had just uh completed uh, my master's degree in nonprofit administration so i was looking for a leadership position mm-hmm. and um when the this was uh, that pos- this position was announced, I I, I looked into it and um, I knew about Circle because my daughter's Girl Scout troop and our mm-hmm. church had done collections and so forth. But when I dug in and saw, um, there's much more to Circle than than just the food pantry part, which is an important part. Mm-hmm. But I liked that um, that we help that we not only help people with their immediate needs but we help them to move forward too through wraparound programs. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, that you answered my next question. My next question was what what would make you interested in working for an organization, but that that's clear. You have a, a clear path to seeing firsthand the the results of, of Circle of Concern's work, and and yeah, so that's that's great. So I guess the next question I have then is um, is maybe it's one I can sort of fill in a little bit is uh, what was the history between King of Kings and Circle of Concern, and how did they interact for the first time? And so we we actually talked about this a little before the podcast. Yeah. Um, it seems like nobody really knows exactly where, where right. it got started. We, we've we asked uh, the Chinbergs. We've talked to members who have been around. It seems like King of Kings and Circle of Concern have kind of just always been sort of connected in some way through right. food donation or other, mm-hmm. other avenues. And so... Um, like I said, many of our people who are members at King of Kings will recognize Circle of Concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I think perhaps it's uh, a testament that we need to dig a little deeper into our relationship with Circle of Concern if we can't exactly tell the, the history there. But um, needless to say, since before um, the 2000s, we've been involved with Circle of
1: Concern. Yes, it's my understanding that well over 20 years um that you all have been doing this daily collection of food and uh and dropping off um every couple of weeks and um as i was uh i was i was telling um babs earlier um you know the food is a big part obviously of what we do it's so big that our auditors require us to put a value to it mm-hmm. and to inventory it as it comes in it weigh, we weigh it and put a dollar value to it and that's prescribed by Uh, I think the FDA. Mm -hmm. And um, so our, the part of our budget that accounts for the food is a million dollars. And so those food contributions, you know, when you bring in a bag of groceries, it may not seem like a huge thing, Mm -hmm. but it really does contribute um, to that.
0: And just think about the impact a million dollars of meals and food can have on a community. That's a, a huge influx that, I mean, if you think about, if you were to open a a government food program for example it might exceed those dollars in terms of the raw in, but the in terms of the raw impact on the community there's no way that you'd be able to match voluntarily giving a million dollars from people in the community to other disadvantaged people in the community to me right. that shows the power of a not-for-profit organization like Circle of Concern and the impact that they can have through the generosity of people in a community.
1: Yeah, thank you. And and also, as I was sharing, um, King of Kings has been contributing financially in the last couple of years, and very generously so. And those dollars help us to buy fresh foods, which we think are so important, but fresh fruits and vegetables and dairy and uh, frozen meats and so forth and, 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 and support our other programs. So, um, so even though we may not know exactly where we started and it may, it's it, at some point feel like it's, it's not, it, it is a lot. It is a lot and we appreciate it very much.
0: So let's, let's kind of do a, a sort of visual exercise that I'm thinking. If I am a can of Spaghettios, and <laughs> I arrive at King of Kings on a Sunday morning and find myself in a bin. What's kind of the path I take to get into somebody's home?
1: Okay, well, somebody delivers it and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, pulls up to our warehouse, which is in front of our building and has a big sign that says warehouse. Mm-hmm. And um, you would, uh, well, right now the door is closed, um, but you would just give a little knock, and we have a handful of volunteers in there who will roll out a tub and take those food. Uh, donations and then roll it onto a big commercial scale because mm-hmm. as i said we have to weigh the food okay and um then that's recorded and um the um if a receipt is desired they they'd hand off a receipt then uh the volunteers there will go through the food and make sure that it's not expired mm-hmm. they'll cross a line through the upc code and then they will sort it we have boxes um you know soup vegetables, uh, canned meats, and and so on. There's a whole, there's probably um, probably 12 or 15 categories where the food is broken down. Mm -hmm. And then when that box is full, it's dated and put on a shelf in the warehouse. So it's dated so that we can watch the rotation and make Mm -hmm. sure there's food isn't sitting there spoiling on the shelves while we grab around, you know, the boxes and so forth. So, um, and then inside the pantry, we have uh, stockers and shoppers, and the stockers will make sure that the shelves within the pantry are filled. So they'll run out. We need, uh, we need canned pasta, and so they'll pull that off the shelf and bring it in and stock it on the shelf. Now, right now, as I said, we are serving curbside. So a volunteer will be packing bags with a prescribed amount of, uh, soup and vegetables and, and canned pasta and peanut butter and jelly and all of those things. And then, uh, so that SpaghettiOs might land in one of those bags and then uh, it will it land in somebody's uh, trunk. Okay. Um, now, when we re- reopen in October, um, it'll be a real sh- person, a real shopper choosing their own groceries. And we, we can't wait for that. It's called Client Choice Shopping. and Okay. So they would
0: kind of walk in like at a grocery store and just walk through the aisles and choose a a certain amount of food, I'm guessing? Yeah.
1: They'll have a case appointment where they just kind of check in. Um, We uh, find out what's going on with them, make sure um, they're still eligible for services. And if they're not, by the way, we continue to serve them for another 90 days to help them get on their feet. Um, We might make referrals to other resources. But um, so then they go on to the pantry and they pair up with a volunteer and they walk around um, the pantry, which looks like a little market. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yes, there's a prescribed amount of, of, you know, family two to four gets this much soup and so
0: on. So Sure. Yeah. OK, so uh, you've mentioned um, that that it's just food is just the beginning, right? So yes. um, I think you have a robust uh, food uh, service for people, but what other offerings do you have? I know COVID might've put a damper on a few of those, but in an ideal world, what would the offerings of Circle of Concern be yeah. beyond just- food?
1: Yeah. Remarkably, we were still able to offer all of our programs. Probably um, career mentorship is one that maybe um, was put on hold a little bit, um, but um, we have a emergency financial assistance program mm-hmm. And those dollars are primarily to help a family avoid eviction or utility shutoff. Okay. Those are circumstances that can really just further complicate the the circumstances for a family. Um, an eviction can follow a family for, forever and impact their ability to rent another apartment or to buy a home.
0: Damage your credit rating, which has all kinds of
1: Yeah, stuff. yeah. So uh, financial assistance, um, as I said, that sitting down and talking with a volunteer, we call that case management. Well a lot of people call that case management, but that's what it is. you're you're having a conversation and and making referrals to other resources. Some of those resources are are with Circle. some are um, other agencies. Um, and um, we uh, we we also got some dollars this year for counseling services. So if someone had a desire for that, we would make a referral to St. Louis counseling and a family or an individual could receive up to twelve counseling sessions. We also have a scholarship program, and that's a beloved program at Circle. Mm. Um, We don't want to be grandiose, but we really feel that that's one program that can help families move out of poverty. And um, so uh, we award scholarships. We have many scholarships to camp, so we help kids, uh, uh, families that are our clients, can um, apply for a, a scholarship of up to $120 for each child to attend a, a summer activity. Oh, okay. So it might be swim lessons, it might be a church camp or a Girl Scout, Boy Scout camp, um, and so on. We also have a back to school program, which is typically supplies, a backpack and supplies, but this past year we shared gift cards instead, mm-hmm. just logistically, that was easier. We uh we help families with school age children with additional foods during the summer. Mm. We call that kid bags. Yeah. Again, we used gift cards this past year, but um so that's another program. Um I, I wanna comment holiday on that. programs and so forth. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, we can keep that's going okay.
0: on the list, but when I was uh on my my pastoral internship, my vicarage, about uh, four years ago, um, the church that I was with had a had a connection with an elementary school. And I don't think a lot of people realize this, that many families are utterly dependent on public schools providing lunches for their for their children. Um, and when those lunches dry up during the summertime, a lot of times kids go without lunch. Right. I don't think a lot of people acknowledge and realize that. So that to me is one of the, when you mentioned that you're providing during the summer, I don't think a lot of people understand quite why. That's why, I think, in a lot of ways, in a lot of families, is they just don't know how to cover that free lunch that they were getting at school.
1: Yeah, um, so you have a family that's already struggling, and they're um, benefiting from the free and reduced lunch program Mm -hmm. at school, and in the summers, there's the added... Burden of more meals at home, yeah. so um, so that's why we that's
0: why we offer that program. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the holiday. Um...
1: Yeah, we have um, a Thanksgiving basket program. It's not really a basket; it's a box and a turkey and so forth. Um, we used to do that off site at, at one of our other church partners. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing it on site now. Um, we think that might be a little easier logistically for our clients um and then we have a holiday adoption program where you're pairing it's an anonymous pairing uh you're pairing people in the community with uh with circle families and there's a wish list hmm. and um so you sign up and you and you buy um items from the wish list and then there's a day uh, actually might be two days this year where the families come and we we share the gifts with them so
0: wow. yeah yeah Food is just the beginning, literally. I mean, you've got so many ways. And and I usually don't like this this word because it gets used in new agey ways, but it's very holistic. You're trying to address the problems of poverty in our community, not just by providing a free meal, but by trying to transform the conditions by which poverty persists. So I think that's really a... A uh, a a bold way of approaching it. I think it's probably hopefully it's the way many more nonprofit organizations are beginning to approach the problem is to simply not say here's a free meal, but have you considered this? Have you considered? Uh, you mentioned uh, a program that was not going right now, but something related to job training or yeah, something?
1: career mentorship. Career mentorship. Um, and it it really runs the gamut of what the needs are for the individual. You might have someone um. Looking for their first job, mm. and you might have someone who'd been working at the same place for twenty years, and suddenly the job is gone, and yeah. this individual's not very computer literate and and really struggling. So it runs the gamut again of what the needs are for the individual. But we pair, we have working and retired professionals uh, that serve on that committee, and we just we uh, pair people up, and and th- and then they do on their own. Um, they schedule their Um, mentoring sessions and so forth.
0: So where do you find volunteers for for these different programs that you have going on?
1: You know, um, from our community, through our church partners, um, area businesses, schools are a big uh, resource for us. Um, Oftentimes someone will come and say, I want to volunteer in the pantry, and they start with um, stocking shelves, and then they learn about these
0: other programs and mm-hmm. they get more involved that way. Yeah, so creating a bit of a network of volunteers, right? yes. rather than just a one, one-time one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, um, so let's talk about, we've talked about the past. We talked about kind of the present, what you guys are doing right now. Let's think about your hopes and dreams for the future, right? We're coming out of COVID, okay. where there's been some challenges. Um, if you had everything lined up just the way you want it, what would circle of concern look like in five, 10 years? Yeah.
1: Well, I can't tell you where we'll be in five years, but I can tell you that we do a strategic plan Mm -hmm. and we work from that. And, uh, we're, we're kind of at the end of one and we'll be, be getting a new, new one. And so that'll involve a process and we'll have a third party that kind of leads us through that conversation. And, um, so the conversation will start at the end of this year and probably go into the next quarter, and then we'll have a plan going forward. But mm-hmm. um, it'll involve our board, our staff, our volunteers. Um, certainly our, our clients will have some input through a needs assessment or a survey and um, some of our other strategic partners will, will be a part of that conversation. But from my perspective, some of the opportunities and um, things that we may be talking about are DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is something that we have, we've started a committee and we're building a um, sort of a roadmap. And so um, I, I think we'll be digging into that. Okay. Um, our volunteer base, we live in West County, and so diversity is not what it is in, in the city of St. Louis, but Mm -hmm. nevertheless, there is diversity here and we want our, 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 um, our, our staffing to look like the community that we serve. So we've got, we've got some work to do there. Mm. Um, we purchased a lot adjacent to our building a couple of years ago. And so right now we have a garden on it and Mm. that's really exciting. It's the first time we've done that. And we've got a whole volunteer crew working on that. And, Um, we'll be obviously distributing those um sharing those with our clients nice. um but is that what we'll do into the future I don't know we have uh sometimes we uh our parking lot fills up and and we're you know searching for parking space <laughs> um I love the idea of having a green space but um there are others that feel that perhaps we need to expand our building to just to make our work a little um, easier so um, so it'll be a big a conversation with a lot of people will contribute to what we what we do with that lot and maybe we don't do anything for a while we continue to um, hold off until we're really sure
0: sure we, you mentioned you've got a lot of plans for oh, things you want to do down the road how can king of Kings kind of come come beside circle of concern to help you guys accomplish your goal
1: it's i feel we have the capacity to to serve more people Mm -hmm. so um so i think we'll be digging into that how how do we do that do we look at the service area that we have now and look at the communities you know adjacent to us and and look for the need there or do we look beyond that Mm -hmm. so that'll be a big conversation um the way that King of Kings can partner with us, as I said, you know that food budget is 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 critical, and continuing to do that is so appreciated. The fi- the financial support helps us to support our other programs. And um, we do have volunteer opportunities. Um, as I said, we'd like our volunteer base to uh, to reflect the community and we have caseworker positions right now that we're seeking to fill um, it is a commitment it's a it's a weekly commitment and there um, are um, there's a training behind it that's 20 to 30 hours of training and then shadowing mm-hmm. so it is a real commitment but, um, but a real we, impact too. absolutely absolutely so so those are just some thoughts and then we have other volunteer opportunities throughout the year some are more short-term and mm-hmm. some can be
0: ongoing yeah. okay well great um so we talked about how we can kind of come together and support uh, support Circle of Concern uh, today uh, or, or you know over the course of the next five years or so. But um, is there anything that we can do um, in the short term over the next year or so that you guys are trying to do as you re-engage the community when you open your doors again? Is there anything in particular you guys are... Trying to find volunteers for, find money for that we can help immediately with.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I keep coming back to this, but it, it is a logistical challenge that we don't have enough caseworkers mm-hmm. right now. So we are uh, that's probably our most pressing need in terms of 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 staffing and, mm-hmm. and being able to do what we do the way we want to do it. Sure. Um, um we there is some concern that with the ending of the federal unemployment dollars and the um, the moratorium on convictions ending that client numbers will increase. Mm. So we may have an increased need for uh, food and, and, and financial support and, and volunteer support going okay. forward. Okay.
0: Well, great. So I think I've covered most of what I have to ask you. Do you have anything else you'd like to say or comment on? Or?
1: No. Again, I just thank you so much for the partnership and the you know, quiet way that you've, quiet but impactful way that you all have supported us. We just, we could not do what we do without, you know, a generous and caring community. So, so thank you so much for for that.
0: Is there any way I can pray for you or your organization today?
1: Sure. Um, You know, as we start that strategic plan, just help us to have clarity and um, open minds and um, help us to, to choose the right direction. Okay. Um, help uh, you know we um, if if we could find the people that will help us in that with that case management piece, which is such a critical mm-hmm. uh, volunteer role. Those are some ways that that I'd love for you to, to pray for Certainly. us. Certainly,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I'll pray for us now, and we'll continue to pray as we as we go. Um, so uh, join me in prayer, and uh, we'll we'll conclude after we pray. So. Gotta give you thanks for your uh, servant, Cindy, and I pray that you continue to use her and Circle of Concern to greatly impact this community here in St. Louis. Uh, we know that there are many who uh, who struggle still in, in America to find the basic needs of life, which is, on the one hand, uh, expected because of the brokenness of this world, but on the other hand, also very sad to see. And so we pray that um, you would help your people to rise up to meet those needs, and uh, we thank you for the gift of organizations like Circle of Concern who truly have a heart for people in our community. As they march forward into the uh, the near future, I pray, oh God, that you would help them with uh, their strategic plan, that you would help them with their their diversity initiatives, you would help them with their, uh, their need for more volunteers and more caseworkers. Uh, I pray that you would uh, bless their leadership to have uh, to have vision for uh, what your will is, and I pray that you would continue to uh, guide and uplift the volunteers and the people who donate food uh, that uh, an abundant uh, amount of, of your blessing and your hand of love would be uh, showered out on this community here in West County of St. Louis. I give you thanks that uh, Cindy could be with us today. Pray you would continue to bless her work and the work of those who uh, work beside her. Bless the members of King of Kings as we uh, continue to seek to do your will and walk in your ways. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here, and uh, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Coffee and Clergy podcast. We're glad you could join the conversation. Coffee and Clergy is a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri. You can catch us live on YouTube or Facebook on Wednesday mornings, and we post the podcast on Thursdays. For more information, check out our website at www.kokstl.org. Blessings on your day, and we'll see you next time.